You're listening to the Creative Business Success Podcast, where we translate left brain business jargon and strategies for right brain creatives like you. Our mission is to help you transform from starving artist to thriving creative and create a business and career you love without the overwhelming confusion. Hey, I'm Jen, the creative business strategist behind the Creative Entrepreneurs Lab, and I am honored to be your guide through this sometimes crazy creative business maze. You can be a thriving creative entrepreneur, and this podcast is here to help you along the way. So if you want to take your creative side hustle full time, you already know it's a lot of work. Today's guest, Joyce from Modern Creative Pursuits, did just that though, taking her calligraphy business from a side hustle to her thriving full-time career. And she's here to share her tips on how to make the transition to full-time creative entrepreneur. And even if you're not ready to go full-time, these tips can still help you improve your side hustle. All right, take it away, Joyce. Hey everybody, I am Joyce and I am the founder of Modern Creative Pursuits and I really help creatives go from hobby to business. So I do that via business coaching, sometimes via the free community that I have and I also have a podcast so sometimes people listen to that and also get some great tips for their businesses. Awesome. Yeah, definitely go check that out. I always say the more podcasts, the better because getting more information out of them. Totally. So we'll put a link for that in the show notes too. All right, so if you want to go ahead and let everybody know what we're going to talk about today, and then we can just go ahead and jump in. Sure. So I would love to talk about transitioning from a creative side hustle to owning a full-time creative business, because there's so much to unpack there. <laughs> so much, yes. <laughs> there's so much. So um, just a little bit of a background for me. I worked in the ad tech space for, so advertising and technology for over nine years in more of a client facing role. And that meant really that I was on emails all the time. Mm-hmm. It also meant that there were a lot of presentations and sales pitches, sometimes traveling, and it wasn't very creative. And so I sought a creative outlet. And for me back in 2015, that was calligraphy because you think that it's just handwriting and it is not. So for anyone that has tried calligraphy, they probably know like, oh my gosh, this is actually a little bit hard, but it just lit me up. That was after I tried to start a blog with my dog about crafting, (laughs) but that didn't work. Jen just heard like pancake bark, but that failed. And then we moved on to calligraphy. Um, And it lit me up and I knew that, you know, I wanted to do something that brought me money, but that I enjoyed doing like that was the key thing I I up up until that point wasn't doing anything that really like lit a fire under me to be completely honest. And so I had to kind of figure out how to make this work and how to replace a, you know, a nice salary of tech in San Francisco and New York. It's nice. Um, So I had to figure out how to match that as a creative. And there's this whole thing where people tell you, you can't be paid as a creative or like that starving artist, um, you know, mentality that people have. And that's just not true. But I think that there's just a lot of planning and whatnot that needs to happen before you can make this like ultimate leap to full time. Yeah, definitely. And it's it's really hard when you have the right brain mentality because you're so creative and then trying to take the left brain business side because it's so much more analytical and organized. And uh, for a lot of folks, that's just so hard to transition and make that pivot. So I'm excited to dive in today. 
Cool. So um, I did write down some things for you listeners out there if you are interested in pivoting to a full-time creative business. I do understand, like side note, I understand that that's not everybody's goal, but if it is your goal to go towards a full-time creative career, I do have some tips for you. Some are going to be more tangible and some are not because the older I get and the more I am in business, the longer I'm in business, I'm getting a little bit (laughs) woo-woo. I don't know what's happening there. Sometimes, like, like, you just got to have faith um, in it. But it all kind of started with me being okay with taking all of the jobs. Now, this is not something that I recommend as a long term strategy, but in the beginning, I knew that I wanted to do this thing full time, be a creative full time, but I didn't know what my niche was yet. And I feel like there's a lot of talk out there of like niching down, niching down. And I agree with that later. But in the beginning, to, order, to really figure out, one, what you like, and maybe more importantly, what you don't like, I think it is like important to try a few things first and to know that it's okay to not like something. So as a calligrapher, people assume that I was going to do all these weddings. And then I tried weddings, mm-hmm. and I, they were not for me. It takes a whole different kind of like, not calligraphy skills, but like just a whole different kind of person who's going to be in the wedding industry. And that is not me. And I had to be okay because there's this little bit of like, oh, well, I didn't like it, but everyone else likes it. Is Does that mean like I'm not going to succeed in business? And that's not true. So I really encourage you to try all of the things for a specified window maybe, and then try niching down. That's so important because I'm thinking, man, if I was doing weddings now, I, I probably would not be a happy camper. So that that kind of leads into like giving yourself grace too, right? So giving yourself grace in that it's okay if that is not your particular path, you're out there to forge your own, but also giving yourself grace in that things might not happen overnight. A lot of these influencers, people, whatnot that you see that you think have just appeared out of nowhere. There's a lot of work that they did, maybe for years that you're unaware of. And so it can be in this whatever day and age, I feel so like, so like I'm an 80 year old grandma in this day and age, Um, but (laughs) it can feel like you want this instant gratification, right? But you have to know that things are most more likely not going to happen overnight. And so give yourself grace if things don't work out as fast as you would like it. Doesn't mean that it won't happen later, but it might not just, it might not be tomorrow. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. It's, you have to be kind to yourself when you're starting a business. <laughs> There's a huge, huge learning curve there, right? Yeah, being willing to pivot is so important because yes. a lot of folks, you, you don't know who you don't like working with. I worked with a lot of type A folks who wanted things done a certain way when I first started in business and mm-hmm. realized I hate working with them. And I never want, like, they would take everything that I had done in the projects one guy I did a six month project for mm-hmm. and two weeks after I finished it, he had reverted back to everything he used to be doing. And so I wouldn't have known that if I hadn't worked with that kind of person. So Yeah. Well that gets me thinking like, hey buddy, then why why'd you hire Jen? <laughs> yep. But I mean, thank you for paying your invoice, I guess. <laughs> Pretty much. But yeah, experimenting at the beginning is so important. Yeah, for sure. Definitely agree with that. And I also think it's super important to educate yourself. And, you know, that can come from so many different forms, from podcasts like Jen's, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're learning or about business or about, you know, the modern creative um, 
It can be it can be books, it can be webinars, it can be free trainings. But I think as you're starting your business, you want to consume all this information. You're so excited. You want to make sure like you're you're ready, like air quotes ready to start this business. So you're consuming, you're consuming, and that's great. It's great to educate yourself, but you have to know when to pause and to start taking action because a lot of the things that you're going to consume when you're just starting, they may not be applicable for you and your business yet or ever. You know, Mm -hmm. I had no business as a starting, you know, entrepreneur to listen in on a Facebook ads webinar. (laughs) But I was like, oh yeah, like I might need that information later. So let's let's listen to it and take notes now, Joyce. And really it's like, no, what I should have done is really put the blinders on like a mm-hmm. racehorse and just focused on the road ahead. So it is really, really important to go out there, be scrappy, be resourceful, educate yourself, but really know when it's time to pause and take action. Yeah. It's so easy to get overwhelmed by all the information on the internet these days because there's it's everywhere. <laughs> it's everywhere. And man, like that's that's the thing too that I feel like new creative entrepreneurs deal with and then they're overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Okay, then let's stop consuming. Yep. Yeah, and that's where having a coach is so important because coach says, okay, you've got what you need and now you can move on and actually do it. And sometimes you just don't know when to stop. I know. And I will say when I hired my first business coach, I'd probably been in business for a side business. I still had my full-time job, but for about eight months or something. I was trying Etsy. I was doing the weddings that I didn't like. My hand was feeling like it was going to fall off. And then I was just ready. I was like, I'm quitting. Like now 2017, like it's the year that I'm going to do my business. And then I hired a business coach. And like you said, like sometimes you just need someone else that's going to tell you like, you're ready. Like you can do this. Decide. Yeah. And then I, and then when I hired her, like that just changed everything. I ended up quitting my job six months later. Wow. Yeah. So you know, educate yourself, see what you can do. But obviously, like as a business coach myself and Jenna as a coach, we're big fans of coaching because it can help you get there faster. Yeah. And accountability is important to you. Completely. Oh man, I'm just thinking back to those those days where I was just like, nope, that's it. I'm quitting. And it was <laughs> what you needed at the time because I think a coach can also help you filter out the noise too mm-hmm. from all the things you were consuming that you didn't need to consume. <laughs> Okay, I know that running a creative business can feel like you're juggling china plates. If you let one stop spinning, the rest will crash down too. But want to know a secret? Just stop juggling the plates and let someone else take them. My someone else is Dubsado. It's my secret weapon in business and it can be yours too. You can use it to create contracts, questionnaires, proposals, inquiry forms, and so much more. The best part is that by letting Dubsado do the emailing and pre-filling on your forms, you'll get back hours of your time. Want to get a free trial with no time limit and see how much time you can save? Just go to thecelab.com slash Dubsado and sign up today. One thing I also wanted to mention was definitely to be sure as a creative entrepreneur, or maybe not be sure, but prep yourself because this is something that I faced as I was building a business based on calligraphy. I started to fall out of love with calligraphy. Mm-hmm. So there's something there that switches from, you know, this was my outlet and it's a hobby. Oh, and then, oh, it's going to be fun if I can make money off of my hobby. And then when it's a business, a full-time business, you're just like, oh, it's, it's like a job. And it mm-hmm. is. It's your business. 
it's yep. your job. You got to set the rules, but that can happen sometimes when you try to pursue a business based on your passion and it's okay. Again, going back to like giving yourself grace, if that happens to you, I have a lot of creative entrepreneur friends that that has happened to, but just be aware that it can happen because even if you know that, maybe that's not the thing you want to monetize. I now look for creative outlets that I know I will not monetize. Mm-hmm because I've already done that with like calligraphy and watercolor. So that means, you know, I'm taking ceramics classes and I know I'm not going to sell these lopsided bowls. So (laughs) I'm going to continue with ceramics for my hobby and never make money off of it. And that's okay. But knowing that that can happen might be something that you reconsider what you monetize later. Or even if you take what you are doing that you've monetized and you just do projects that involve that that aren't monetized. So you do something for yourself on the side so you can fall back in love with it while you make money at it. I've seen folks do that too. I like that. Now you have my brain working. Then. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh yeah, why don't I do a little passion project for calligraphy now? <laughs> yeah. I've got a potter friend and that's kind of what she does is she'll do a big batch of, she did a a batch of wedding mugs and then she finished that up and she took a break and did something just fun and experimented and then went back and did more work and that helps keep her revitalized and going. So totally. It keeps those creative juices flowing or you're in a rut Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then that's tough to get out of sometimes. Or if you go and even just learn something new about your craft, Mm -hmm. like go and take a workshop and learn a new technique that can help you fall back in love with it too. Yeah. I love that. Now you also make me want to sign up for a new work. (laughs) (laughs) All these things are going to happen now for sure. And then I also... So the kind of like last tip that I wanted to share, and I I want you, if you are a new creative entrepreneur, like don't feel like it's too early once I say this, but I am a big fan of outsourcing things. So I'm going to assume if you want to pivot to full-time creative ownership, that you're at a day job or maybe you're in school. And that means you are limited on the time that you have to work on your business. And there are very like simple things that you're doing that keep you in this mindset or in this headspace of working in your business, all these like little tasks and whatnot versus on it, which is more for like growing your business, right? So all these little things that you're doing in your business can be outsourced. And you can definitely look at places like Fiverr that has two R's at it on it or Upwork. I've heard people um, find actually really good help on Craigslist, like without like be careful there, but it's, it's Facebook groups too. Facebook groups. Yes. I found a VA um, through a Facebook group. And so there's these little things that you can do and you can outsource because right now time is what you're lacking, right? So how do you get more time um, outsourcing? And it's never too early to do that. So if you have decided part of your marketing strategy is really to, I don't know, go all in on Pinterest ads, but, or Pinterest ads or Pinterest pins, no ads. We're not doing ads yet. So Pinterest pins, that can take a lot of time to create, even with something as easy to use as like Canva. So you can easily outsource that and have someone on Fiverr, you know, come back with like 50 Pinterest pins and it costs you 20 bucks. And I think mm-hmm. that that is worth it. So never, never think it's too early to kind of outsource or invest in your business in that way, because owning a business does require investments. And having this investment mindset versus, you know, expenses and like hoarding all the money. And you get a return on that investment when you do it right too. Mm -hmm. 
And you can also outsource without having to outsource to a person. I do have a lot of things that I could have outsourced to a VA or something, but I use things like Dubsado for Mm my invoicing and proposals and all that sort of stuff and Tailwind for my Pinterest Mm -hmm. marketing, speaking of that. And it saves you so much time and it's a relatively low cost output, but it gives you a lot back. Yeah. So getting creative with how you outsource can be really, really helpful in the beginning. Yeah. No, I, I love that you mentioned the automations that you're using through Tailwind and through Dubsado. I also use Tailwind and Dubsado. I just, I don't make my own pins anymore. <laughs> I use certain programs for my pins, so I don't have to do them all from scratch every time. And oh, nice. like using things like Relay That, I go in and just plug in my text, change out the picture and I'm done. Yeah. And that saves a lot of time too, finding workflows that make things faster. Totally. And then when you have these workflows in place, you're finding these pockets of time where you can be more strategic and think big picture and think about how you're going to leave that day job (laughs) if that was your goal. Yeah. And then once you do go full time, those extra pockets of time can be used to go do fun stuff. (laughs) For sure. I think it's just when you're in this space, and if I think back to like 2016 Joyce or whatnot, when you're in this space of wanting to go full time, but you're not quite there yet, it's just so easy to, for me at least, it was easy for me to get frustrated or be like, oh man, I don't know. And you kind of just have this doubt sometimes. And if that's where you're at, I just want to say like, again, going back to giving yourself grace, that's okay. Like that, those ebbs and flows happen when you own a business. But as long as you have this kind of, I don't know, internal drive and you know, like ultimately that is your goal, it's definitely doable. Just be kind to yourself when things come up or it's not happening as fast as you would like, because what's going to happen is you're going to look back and like it's 2019. I had to really think about what year it was. It's 2019 right now. And I look back like, man, that was three years ago. That went by so fast. That happens with everyone, right? You can always look back and be like, oh, time just flew. And so you might be in the thick of it now, but I just want to say like, that doesn't mean you're not going to get over this hump and have your own business full time because you never quite know how close you are to something. And having people in your corner, other business owners who've either been through it or are going through it at the same time as you, having them to go and talk to is really important too. So having a really good community behind you can help get you through that transition. Oh man, community is key. I think about my own like community and creative entrepreneur friends and whatnot. And I don't think my business would have gotten as far as it has without them. And that's not even, it's just like bouncing ideas off each other. Mm -hmm. You know, someone who gets you or even if that was collaborations or not, but some people like, I don't know about you, Jen, but my girlfriends in real life are, you know, they're therapists and they're pharmacists and they're teachers and they're nurses and no one is a creative. No one is in the online space. So they don't quite get it. And I'm lucky that people are supportive and they try to ask like, well, how's business? And it's like, it's going good, you know, but do I explain like webinars and and <laughs> And oh, and then I have this podcast recording. Like I, you know, I just kind of like they don't get it. No, and it's like I appreciate you asking me and caring about me and my business. But you know, if I'm like, well, this webinar is launching, and I have a lead pages problem, and blah blah blah, I never have mm-hmm. lead pages problems. Side note, I love lead pages. <laughs> they just don't get it. So who's gonna get it? It's your your online for me. Your online creative entrepreneur friends get it. So that's so key. Yeah, and even at finding somewhere in person too. Because sometimes it's just having someone who's right there 
especially like personally, I'm extroverted. I know a lot of creative entrepreneurs are introverted, but even if you are introverted, having someone face to face sometimes who can just sit you down and put their hands on your shoulders and say, look, it's going to be okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. It makes a big difference. Okay. I think that's the whole, I guess that's my whole message here. Like I want to tell anyone who's listening, if you're, you know, you're on the way to full time, like it's going to be okay. I get it. I was there. Sometimes it's so amazing. And sometimes just like life, it's like, it's not so amazing. Doesn't mean it's not going to happen for you. Doesn't mean you can't reach your goals and that you can do this. But well, now Jen and I are here to tell you it's going to be okay. You can do it. Yes. All right. Well, I think that's a great place to go ahead and wrap up. If you want to go ahead and share with everybody where they can connect with you online, follow along. Definitely. So everything will be in the show notes. So be sure to check that out. But I'm at moderncreativepursuits.com um, on Instagram. I'm. It's my first name. So Joyce Christine, again, that's in the show notes. I also have a podcast um, myself if you're kind of hungry for more information, but also take action, like I said. So that is um, the moderncreativepodcast.com as well. Perfect. All right. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom with us, Joyce. I can't wait to see everybody go ahead and take some action and get going on their their creative entrepreneurship journey. Sweet. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for listening to the Creative Business Success Podcast. I hope you got some great takeaways from this episode. And if you want some accountability to help you follow through on those takeaways, you should join us over in our Facebook group called The Lab for Creative Entrepreneurs. I'd love to see you in there and hear what your biggest aha moment was. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode and make sure to leave a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. It helps other creatives discover the podcast and learn along with you. Until next time.